All right, this week's episode is sponsored by the coronavirus. Uh, apologize for the scratchy voice. I am in day five of uh, battling this thing, and uh, this is no joke, kids. Be careful out there. I have been struggling, and uh, I've had quite a high temperature, trouble sleeping, uh, pretty much everything except for the loss of taste and smell. Tested positive a few days ago, and uh, it's been a it's been a rough slog. So please, people, be careful out there. But that's not going to stop me from celebrating your birthdays. All right, so here goes this week's birthdays, starting with Marilyn Sanchez, Catherine Krantz Brenner, Saul Tamargo, Elise Morrissey, Peggy Turbin, Nick Pekridis, happy birthday, dude, Randy Collier, Nancy Brosh Paiva, Jin Suk Cho Thomas, Crystal Stokes, Ryan Rowell, Shelly Grad Tatelbaum, Jenny Wise, Sam Sherino. Haven't talked to you in a long time, dude. Happy birthday. Misha Rodriguez, Jason J. Puck Bauman. Happy birthday. Revan, oops, not, not yet. Not your birthday yet. Uh, let's see. Going forward, we have, let's see. I'm just looking at my birthday list here. And Je- Jefferson Todd Pals, Tonya Meredith Hood, James Day, my aunt, Helen Baker, Pamela Goff-Chance, Nathan Robinson, happy birthday. Louise Perkoska, Kimberly Estrada, Pam Watkins-Long, Adam Link. William Barrington-Bins, happy birthday. Marie Love, Paula Luna, Rowena Curtis. Juan Pablo Tapia, Elaine Martinez, um, Mike Rabinsky, Danella Smith, Janssen's, wow, a lot of birthdays. Janssen. Seshwan, Jose Perez, Todd Watson, Aaron Paul, and Dave Lubecki. Yvonne Hayes, Robert Sutterth, Devorah Labaton, Rebecca Connors, Chloe Thatcher, Christine Krieg, Jeff Forkos, David Hakamaki, happy birthday, Kim Harrison Carroll, Regina Carter McMacken, Simon Buck, Stuart Bebb, and Christy Weber. Happy birthday, you guys. Stay safe. And wash your hands. (laughs) Hey there, thanks for tuning in to Something New Every Week with your host, me, Jason Group. Each week I'm going to give you something new that's happening in our photographic world, just some great conversations with my friends, and what's going on right now. Something New Every Week is sponsored by Miller's Lab. Miller's Professional Imaging is the largest professional lab organization in the United States. They provide professional prints and press products for professional photographers in all 50 states and Canada. And they're just a great company. If you don't know them, go check them out, millerslab.com. All right, something new every week. This week with my good friend, Richard Wayne. He lives in, he's a portrait and headshot photographer based in Pennsylvania, not too far outside of New York City. Um, We've known each other for many, many years. We've uh, seen each other every year at these conferences, and he's always a great conversationalist. I love sitting and chatting with him. He's a smart dude, and that's why I wanted to have him on here today. So say hello, dude. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Thanks for having me, Jason. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to come on. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, um, I've had a lot of guests from the New York area, and man, I have been missing... I've been missing it, uh, um, being out here in St. Louis, and we we uh, Facetime with my mom on Thanksgiving, and I realized that I hadn't seen her in a year and a half for you know for COVID, 
And uh, boy, I tell you, I've really been missing her the last few weeks. And I also really love the part of Pennsylvania that you live in. It's such a great, you know, it's, it's, it's uh very um it's i don't want to use the word country but it, it is it's 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 just great neighborhood and this close to the city it's just a great place to be yeah i'm only about three and a half hours outside of manhattan yeah um and and i guess you probably could uh classify where i live as kind of country yeah um i'm i'm smack dab in the middle of central pennsylvania um it's lancaster lancaster uh-huh. county is, is quite large but it's a lot of farm country but uh, we have a really neat little city, Lancaster City. Um, okay. it, it is not quite the metropolis that New York City is or <laughs> even San Francisco or L.A., but it is a cool place. Um, there's some really incredible people, a lot of transplants from other cities. Uh, so, yeah, I've, I've developed quite a niche here in Lancaster, and I really enjoy it. Yeah, and I was on your website this morning, and, you know, are, are you specifically just dedicated to headshots at this point i i do i dedicate myself to headshot photography um sure i will make portraits don't get me wrong um but i think that's more for me than it is for clients yeah Uh, you you have to push yourself a little bit and every now and then i'll bring in uh, a friend or uh, dare i say a muse to do lighting (laughs) tests just to kind of push my own boundaries a little bit yeah, and I noticed that on your Facebook page, and you know, uh, in my travels so far, first of all, for for this year, and I think you're going to be like the 42nd or 43rd episode of something new every week. Uh, you're one of the the I, you're what you're the only person I know that has dedicated themselves, with the exception of Peter Hurley, um, to you know mainly headshot photography. And, you know, we didn't talk when I had Peter on a few weeks ago, we didn't talk about, you know, really the headshots. I don't know what we talked about. When you talk to Peter, you know, I, you never know where the conversation is going to go. But um, to dedicate yourself just to headshots and for a smaller community that you live in, um, that, that really interests me um, and inspires me quite a bit being here in St. Louis, even though... You know, there's probably more people in Lancaster than there are in St. Louis, um, believe it or not. I I, I find that difficult to believe, Jason. Um, <laughs> Lancaster County, like I said, is very large uh-huh. in terms of uh, space, but there are only about five hundred thousand people here. Yeah, that's so more than that's more than St. Louis, I think. <laughs> really? Say, well, me, it it's, it's 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 hard. When people talk about St. Louis, it's difficult because there's a St. Louis city and a St. Louis county, and it's a circular. It's a circular. So, like, the St. Louis city is like one circle, and St. Louis county is another circle that surrounds it. And right. it's interesting the way that that works. And, you know, most of the, the crime that we hear about in St. Louis is, is in the city, and then the county is, is more of like the suburbs. And then when you get outside of it, there's whole other suburbs in, in on the Illinois side and then just outside of St. Louis County as well. So like the numbers are off, but there, I don't, I don't think there's, you know what, I got to look up the numbers now, but there's, it, <laughs> I, I'm amazed that there's just not a lot of people that live, that live here in comparison to Northeast cities. And, you know, you know, uh, the little town that I was in in New Jersey probably had more people living in it in a one mile square radius 
than it did in you know all of St. Louis City and County. So anyway, the fact that you've been able to build a business just on headshots in a small area should serve as inspiration to anyone who's listening. I'm really impressed by that, that you can make a living just doing headshots. And, and I know that you've worked hard at it. We'll put a link to your website. Um, the work that you do is, 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 is really beautiful. Thank you. I really do appreciate that. Um, I, I have worked long and hard to build a business. I don't know how often we have spoken about my, um, my path to where I am, but I was born and raised in New York City. Okay. And so I began my business there. Okay. But, <clears throat> excuse me, but due to the fact that my wife is from this area, from Pennsylvania, I relocated and I, I literally scratched my business in New York and brought it down here. So I basically started wow. from, from scratch all over again. But I always felt like it was ice skating uphill. And so it, I can relate to and, that. <laughs> it, it, it's hard. It, it really is because smaller areas tend to be very um, cliquish. Yeah. If you're not from there, people don't, A, really want to know you and they right. don't really care who you are and what you offer. Right. So it, it really is a question of building and building relationships, mm. not just the business. I could take the most successful business out of any major city and put it in the middle of Lancaster and it's probably not going to thrive mm. without those relationships. And that's 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 a similar situation that I am in now where, you know, I built my business in New York City before I went to WPPI and then came out here and now I'm building my photography business from the ground up and you know headshots is something that I want to add to it in the future and we'll get we'll get to that in a second but um how long have you been out in Pennsylvania now um we're just about 10 years now 10 years so you yeah okay that makes sense so you 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 know taking that business and then moving it from New York City to here you know, um, I, I keep, you know, it's, it's a big hill. It's a big rock to push. And especially when you've got, you know, a successful business going again. And friends of mine have said like, you know, building your business from the ground up again, um, once you started is ice skating uphill would be the best, the best, <laughs> the best way to describe it. However, you do have some things that you can pull from. And, you know, again, the relationships, the networking that you've learned, you implemented those tools in Pennsylvania and, you know, able to grow your business. But it is hard because you do have to check your ego a little bit when, when it comes to that. It, it's a very different type of approach. Mm -hmm. um, if you consider how business is really done in a major city like New York, or LA and so on, it, it's even though headshot photography is very transactional, so are those relationships. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's a handshake. We're done. See you later. And you probably aren't going to hear from somebody again unless you have continued business with them. Uh, here, those relationships morph into much longer term and you're planting seeds for future business in and of themselves. So when you think about um, what relationships look like here, before somebody is going to do business with you, you have to cultivate a relationship, uh, even if it is a transaction like a headshot session. Sure. Or, or maybe not or, maybe just say and. What happens past that? How do right. you nurture that relationship so you are getting repeat business, referral business? Uh, what does that look like in the future? 
Uh, and now, of course, as you you know, with the uh, onset of COVID, things have changed drastically. Um, yeah, I, I, I've had to change my mentality. I don't think that I've shifted my business, the course of my business, but I certainly have changed my approach to how I build those relationships and how I nurture them. Yeah. So, I mean, headshots to me is very intriguing getting through COVID and coming out of it now. I'm assuming that, you know, March, April, May, you pretty much had to shut things down, right? Yeah. As of uh, March through June 5th, I was shut down. Wow. So, you know, which is understandable because you work in the studio. And I talked to Michelle Celentano earlier in the year. She does a lot of headshot stuff. And, you know, um, she was talking about like the first session that she went out. She was basically like, she, you know, at the beginning of this, I don't think we knew, you know, exactly how this was transmitted. So she was basically telling me, you know, she was out like with a big face shield and a mask and a, and a C-19 and not C-19, uh, N-95. Anyway, um, you know, we've kind of relaxed that a little bit, but being in the studio, you know, you had obviously need now to take precautions and, and, you know, with all of that, but I'm more curious about, you know, there's a lot of people that have probably lost their jobs or are looking to change careers. Have you noticed any, like, where are you right now over the next, what do you predict, you know, for the next six months? Do you see an uptick in the amount of headshots or rebranding for themselves uh, as they are looking for headshots? What was so strange is when I got back to the studio on June 5th, it became an endless stream of, of clients looking okay. to do just just that. They're updating their headshots for new positions or because they were recently unemployed. And so my business was pretty much ballooned. Mm. Um, I look I, it's I interesting. Was hoping I was you were just, gonna say that. I, I was looking over my my numbers actually this morning. Uh, for some reason I became a really early riser and so I like to study these analytics. Uh-huh. And year over year, I, I've certainly, fr- from June through about now, I've seen that massive balloon in business. And that's not just dollars. Those are average number of sessions. So it, it, it's possible. Um, what I would say on top of that, people aren't going on vacation. That means that they also have disposable income to play with, possibly. Sure. I'm not saying that's a definite, right? Some uh-huh. people are in dire straits at this point, and I don't make light of that. It, it's, it's, it's there. a tough. It, yeah, it's tough, and and I am absolutely sympathetic, and in some cases empathetic to that. We all feel that pain. Yeah. But those people that do have the money are looking for a leg up, and so this seemed like a good opportunity for them to take, given that they're not going on vacation, so they're investing in themselves. They're they're creating or i should say they're investing in an asset right. that will yield them greater re- rate of return and that's and that's kind of what i was hoping you know as as i start to build my my studio here uh you know that that you would say that thanks for validating that for me <laughs> <laughs> i'm happy to help i'm happy to help look I don't think that we we can um, overlook the fact that we we are entrepreneurs first Mm -hmm. and foremost. If you are making money, regardless if you're a photographer or any other profession, if you're making money, you're a business owner. So you have to look at the numbers and the numbers don't lie. But also when you're thinking about a a business, 
you're going to have great months and you're going to have really crappy months. Yeah. And that's just the nature of being in business. You can certainly um, build in some degree of seasonality into your projections. Mm -hmm. But the truth of the matter is you don't really know for a fact if somebody's definitely coming into the studio. You can't count those dollars until they're in your bank account. It's, it's just not like that. This is not a steady stream of income all the time. Money comes in, money goes out, income goes up, income goes down. Yeah. So what is it that we can do to best prepare ourselves as business owners? I'll never take anything away from the people that say, I'm an artist. Great. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. And the reason why I say that is I never considered myself an artist. I consider my, myself a businessman mm -hmm. who makes artistic decisions. And there's a big difference because at the end of the day, I'm still paying for my daughter's college tuition. Mm -hmm. I'm still taking care of the needs of my, my young teenage son. You know, my wife and I support a household. It is a business for me. And, and it has to be. By the same token, in order to make that business run, I must make artistic decisions in the studio. Yeah. So it's a little different mindset, you know. It's uh, It's funny that you say that. Uh, because you're right. I did. I definitely think in our community, there's two different kinds of two different kinds of photographers, and there's definitely crossover between them. But there's the the business person who really focuses on on sales, getting more work, networking, uh, looking at their numbers, projecting, and then there's photographers who just like. I just want to shoot as much as possible and the money will come. And it, it does work for some people. I was a little like that. Like I was more, I just wanted to create great art. And and the more weddings that I shot and the more years I had behind me, the only thing I really cared about, and it, sort of, is, you know, creating great art and, and getting work from our portfolio and doing amazing work. And um, now that I'm building my business from the ground up, it's a totally different approach. So it's really about numbers. It's I don't I don't care about winning awards anymore. Um, I am just focused on making money to put in my pocket to build my four hundred one k and build my our my 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 retirement funds and and that's where and th and that and I think that's the part that attracted me to to headshots and building that business. I want to put a pin in that for a second, but I want to go back to the marketing that you did in this pandemic, was there anything that changed to attract those clients to pull them in? Did anything change as far as that was concerned, like messaging wise? So <clears throat> messaging wise, I think that um, I've pretty much been consistent with what I'm, I'm putting out into the world. Okay. Uh, what I spend a lot of time doing is working on my website. Uh -huh. um, and the messaging there always gets tweaked in some way, shape, or form. Um, whether people know it or not, by 2021, Google is going to be putting a greater emphasis on the content that you're putting out there and the user experience uh -huh. of your website. 
Um, so that knowing that and, and spending as much time as I have researching that kind of thing, I've really tried to key in on the things I'm doing right and mm-hmm. the things I'm doing wrong with respect to my website. And that comes with a whole host of different metrics and uh, measuring tools and so on and so forth. But the messaging largely has been consistent. Okay. Um, and and you can you can frame that any way you want. I mean, what is the pain that a a customer of yours might typically experience do they really hate being in front of a camera is it that um you know they they simply need new headshots for work and it's not a question of hate hate being in front of the camera it's just who are your clients what is the pain that they experience interesting and you can frame it any way you want really yeah yeah and and you know, it, it's it's amazing to me, uh, you know, just focusing on headshots. I think a lot of people um, don't realize the importance of this and the importance. I think I think the importance of having a great headshot has really increased in the last five to 10 years. Certainly, I think exponentially in the last five years, which is is really incredible to me. And, you know, I get these, these marketing things from um, different coaches and career coaches and stuff all the time. And I would say that almost at the top of the list is when was the last time you updated your headshot? Is that, does, does the headshot really represent you on your LinkedIn profile and the importance of that? And I think the really successful business people that I've seen in, in my travels, um, you know, it, it, it is such an important thing. And I can tell you, you know, Peter shot my headshot when I was at WPPI, and it is it has been my iconic signature for the last almost eight years. I really need a I new one. I remember that. I really need a new one, and he he you know, and I, I I really need a new one. And I promised him this spring that I'm gonna spend some time. I've kind of let myself go weight wise a little bit, and I don't like how much I've aged in the last five years. <laughs> From a gray standpoint, uh, I'm almost completely gray now. And I would say in the last five years, you know, I still was salt and pepper. But so I've been struggling with that. But I promised myself that I would fly out this spring and get my headshot done by him. And it's an important thing to do. It, it really is. I, I actually remember when he took your headshot. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, obviously I wasn't in the room, but I remember when when that shot was released and they said you couldn't imagine a better representation of Jason yeah. Groot. Yeah. That was an incredible image. Yeah. It showed everything that I ever needed to know about you in a picture. Yep. And, and that's so important when you think about any sort of headshot, you know. Yeah. Does it communicate your personality, your uh, confidence and approachability? Of course. I mean, those are tenets of a, a solid headshot. But who is this person? And and I can spend hours looking at that picture and find something new about you. I love it. It is, you know, it really, it really was. And, you know, that's why I feel the need of, you know, getting a new one done and, you know, I recently joined, you know, kind of poking my head into Peter Hurley's group and you're also a mentor on there and you do some teaching with the, the headshot stuff as well. And I've been amazed and, and it's not no surprise, but the amount of time that you guys spend on 
capturing the personality of that of that person and you guys have 20 minutes to do it or half an hour to do it but the amount of detail that you really get in there and i'm just so impressed by you know that you get to see all these pictures of these people from all walks of life and i've watched the evolution of some of these headshots as well like you know, really ripping apart some of these headshots and some of these guys have gone back and shot these people again. And the evolution of those images is incredible. Yeah, that that's one of the wonderful things about the headshot crew. I mean, you, you can take picture A and then apply some of the coaching that that's provided in the headshot crew. I mean, Peter does an incredible job of explaining both technique um, from a both a technical standpoint, but also from a relating to your client type mm-hmm. of standpoint. And the difference really between picture A and picture B or night and day, um, totally different type of um, capture, I think. It really is. And it's so hard for me to put into words. And what's neat about that group is that, you know, Peter's thing, is it's a formula. Like, it's like, do yes. this light it this way. Here's how I do it. I'm going to show you exactly how to do it, which not a lot, a lot of photographers who teach do, but he's saying just, just like literally do it this way. And even when people follow that formula, it is absolutely incredible to me. The differences in the imagery with you're literally taking a, a, a box and saying, shoot in this box. <laughs> and there are a thousand, I don't know how many photographers are on there, you know, whatever it is, thousands of photographers on there. And that yet, I we looked at 50 pictures yesterday, and they were all different using the exact same formula, although he gets mad when you don't use this formula. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you still get the same, you get all these different incredible shots. And the difference in that formula is you. Yes. And that's what's so neat, right? It, it is an incredible uh, journey that, yeah. that Peter's taken us on. Uh, what I would say is that, you know, there are very particular lighting setups that he, he prefers. Yeah. And he says, do it this way because, and I think I'm going to quote him here, uh, although paraphrase probably, <laughs> if there was a better way to do it, don't you think we would be doing it? <laughs> you know, there's a rhyme and reason to everything he does. And I, I know it's kind of like the mad scientist because he, he's almost got that larger yes. than life yes. personality. And it feels like there's a mad scientist behind there. Yeah. But there's a rhyme and reason to everything he does, even if it doesn't sound like it or seem like it from an objective standpoint. So when you apply those techniques, and it's not just light. Let me be very clear about it. It's not just light. No. Light is one element of it. Yes. But if you do it this way in this very repeatable formula, then inject your own personality and style into it, you're going to see incredible differences. And the work is going to speak volumes. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So we're going to wrap up in a few minutes, but... If I'm thinking about adding, well, let me, let me ask two questions. One is if I'm, let me start with the easy, easier one. I think I'm adding headshots to my business. Uh, what, what, 
what should I avoid? What are my pitfalls? Well, I think that you should probably put some context to that question. Pitfalls in terms of what? Uh, the business <laughs> itself? Uh, yeah. Uh, or, or are we talking about the work? Well, I think a lot of photographers, myself included, are going to you know, grab a couple of headshots, throw it up on the website, and expect to get rich. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. You, I, I understand that perspective. Um, as a business owner... That should never be crossing your mind. Right. I, I can certainly appreciate the fact that everybody wants to be rich or get rich in some way, shape, or form. It doesn't come without a lot of hard, lot of hard work. Pardon me. Mm -hmm. What I would say Damn there it. is, folk, yes, I know. You're going to have to put in a little <laughs> bit of elbow grease on this one. It doesn't matter if you are a wedding photographer, if you shoot events of any sort. It doesn't matter if you're a portrait photographer or a product photographer. Everything comes with a little bit of hard work. And so what I would encourage you to do is remember how you started your business in the first place. Okay, It doesn't come without relationships. It doesn't come without putting the work out there. Um, for instance, and I mentioned this earlier, I've put a lot of work into my website, and it's always a work in progress. Um, I, I actually help people to see the fact that a website is never a destination. It's a journey, and it will always evolve over time. Okay, So what I would recommend is put some time into your website. Okay, You have to show the work that you want to be hired for. But you also have to provide a user experience that makes life very, very easy for another human being to say, yes, mm -hmm. I need this in my life. Okay. And what I mean by that is it's not just here are my images. Oh, I definitely need that. You have surfed a million websites, I'm sure. And I'm also sure that probably 50% of them, if not more, have not you know, struck your fancy where you just said, okay, enough of this. I'm, I'm out of here. That user experience was not good for you. So what is that user experience going to look like for your potential client? Are you hitting all their marks? Are you addressing their pain point? Are you showing them what life could look like after they're done working with you? Make it easy for them. Very defined path that you want them to take through your site. And there's a, a, lot, of, um, a lot of other elements involved. And if I can put in a shameless plug for two fellows that actually have guided me through that process, um, Mike Schacht and Mike Sansoni, uh, through a group called Headshot Hot Sauce. Okay. I think you could find them at headshothotsauce.com. These guys know way more about sales and marketing than I do, and they really key in on the, the sales aspect of a website. So – Truthfully, without them, I probably wouldn't have had the, the wherewithal to improve my own website as much as I have. So start there. Uh -huh. Okay. Build relationships. Networking is still important, even if we're behind a computer screen. Chambers of commerce, I was rub elbows okay. with all the right. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, even now, cha cha absolutely. Chambers of commerce and all of these uh, social. Yeah. Right. It, they still have virtual type of platforms where you can still have conversations and exchange information. Um, yes, COVID has certainly changed the landscape for us, but that doesn't mean we can't do things in a safe and secure way. 
Um, for instance, and, and I don't know if everybody does this, but I do. I don't shoot more than one session a day these days. Huh. Okay. I'm, I'm doing it intentionally because I still want to clean, sterilize, sanitize my entire studio before and after. Yeah. I don't want to get COVID. I don't want to pass it on to somebody. And I certainly don't want any client that comes into my studio to feel any sort of risk either. So everything is done with um, a lot of attention to those details. So still network, um, rub elbows, participate in groups. Depending on who you ask, people say put a lot of time and effort into social media. I'm probably a little jaded in that respect because I always find that when I get on social media, largely the people that follow me are other photographers. <laughs> and while I love every one of you and I appreciate those <laughs> follows, the likelihood that you're going to book with me is relatively slim. And so I put my attention where my clients are. Mm. So go where the clients are. Right. That, that would be a good recommendation. Um, I have also expanded my market. I don't know if you knew this, even though I am based in Lancaster. Uh-huh. Okay. And, and like I said, the county itself is a half a million large. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, which is only a 45-minute drive from my studio, that's a, a Big more metropolitan sure. area. Sure. Philadelphia is an hour and a half away. Okay. Baltimore is an hour and a half away. Delaware is not far. Okay. So my market is a little bit larger than that, and I certainly will go on location for the right fee. Sure. Uh, so I, I would say don't limit yourself. Look for the opportunities. Uh, the opportunities will never come to you unless you're looking for them too. Ugh, you got to put the work in. I know. I know. Just thinking about it is really exhausting, but you have to. Right. I well, and then I think you answered my second question, which I've been struggling with, and I, I know the answer is whether or not to have a separate site for my headshot work. And you know, the more I dig into the psychology and the business of like I, just what you said, like I can't adding another tab to my website with headshots on it. I can't answer the questions that you just said to the user who's coming to my website. Maybe. Maybe it doesn't mean there shouldn't be a tab to go to a website, but I don't, I've re, and I've been doing a lot of thinking about it. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, this doesn't make sense to have, you know, families and high school seniors and then headshots. Like it could live there, but I don't think it's a good idea. I, I think that it is, um, I think it's possible mm-hmm. to do it both ways. It's possible. Right. right, you could do it through landing page and still have an entire page dedicated to headshots. And, right, you know the the hard part. It, it's not even getting that page to rank organically through Google. Those are all easy. Uh-huh. But what is that user experience likely to be when somebody goes to your website directly? And can you take them down a defined path where they're right. going to get the answers they need? Right, um, you could start an entire new website and dedicate it directly towards headshot photography. On the other hand, you could develop a a landing page and you can push, you know, advertising through that and so on and so forth. There are ways to do both. Sure. So I, I wish I could guide you and say, this is the best solution to your particular situation. Um, in my case, I have other geographies around me. And so I've built dedicated landing pages for those geographies. Sure. 
And I think that's a very viable way to go about doing that and generate traffic all within the same domain. Um, that does not necessarily work for everybody. Yeah. Uh, in your case, you're a wedding photographer and you're also jumping into headshots. And I think that having two separate pages could work nicely for you. If yeah. that's not something no, you really yeah. wanted to pursue, then it's possible to right. have two websites inter interconnected. Well, I'm definitely going <clears> to <throat> dip my toes in with a landing page first. <clears throat> but from, you know, from what I've read and, and I'm kind of confused about it, but from an SEO perspective, it's good and bad, you know, having a subdomain to a landing page. And it's so weird for me to try and figure that out, navigate. Well, that. The, there are different ways to look at that. When you <laughs> when you think about a Web page, any Web page, right? So you, your website's been around for a long time. Yes. So and that's where a, I'm struggling with this. Well, you have a, a website that's been around for a long time and probably has a, a lot of juice. In other words, the domain authority is, is pretty significant. Yes. I'm sure that due to all the inroads you've made over the years, you have a number of fantastic backlinks to that and you've written a lot. So to give that up in any way is kind of a daunting idea. Right. Right. What, why would you even think about getting rid of that and starting all again from scratch? The the way to approach something like that would probably be to have a landing page off of that main domain yeah. and still drive traffic to it individually. Right. On the other hand, if you started again from scratch, you pretty much have zero domain rating, no authority. You're probably not going to get very very much traction. Mm -hmm. That's not to say that you won't get traction. I don't have any definite answers there. Uh, I'm not exactly a an SEO. You know, I, I I do a fair amount of it for myself. I do a fair amount of it for for other folks. But that doesn't mean I I know everything there is to know about search engine optimization. So I would tread carefully there, mm -hmm. and I might even guide you to Headshot Hot Sauce too, because those guys they know. Cool. And that's, that's great advice. I appreciate that. So, oof, we've, we've gone over. Sorry, oh, audience. Shocking. That's what happens <laughs> when you keep talking. Sorry. So Richard, uh, we'll, uh, I'll get some links from you where we can find you. And obviously you're a mentor on the headshot crew and, and hot, hot. What was it again? Hot. Headshot hot sauce. Headshot hot sauce. I'm not a mentor. I just I participate and I just right. learn a lot from those guys. Well, no, this is this is all great, and you know, for a person who's just getting started, and I've never heard of them, so that's that's great information. So anyway, um, it's great to talk to you. Uh, early happy Hanukkah. Uh, Thank you. To, I appreciate us. it to you too. And uh, um, I hope that um, this is a healthy, prosperous New Year for you. Um, as we get into 2021, I still think we've got a tough slog ahead of us, but um, wishing you the best and a happy new year. And uh, thanks for being on this week's episode of Something New Every Week. Thank you so much, Jason. I appreciate the opportunity. It's always a pleasure talking with you. I can't wait to see you again. Happy new year to you. And uh, here's the better days ahead. Thanks again for tuning into Something New Every Week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you do enjoy these episodes, I love it if you hit that subscribe button on however you're listening to this. Again, we want to thank our sponsor, Miller's Lab, millerslab.com. Great company. If you're not familiar with them, you should go check them out. Thanks again for tuning into something new every week. We will see you back here next week.